Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. Oh. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> we got our special guest today. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you want to introduce? And it's, and it's sure. a man. <laughs> you going to introduce yourself? Hey guys, it's me, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I don't know who me is. Um, Michael's our brother. <laughs> he's he's recording with us all the way from New York. New York City. So we're like all across the country right now. We are. Mm-hmm. I'm we also have South. another brother. Oh. <laughs> we also have another brother that's in Iowa. So yeah, we're everywhere. We're all spread out. We're all over. I bet he doesn't listen, though. <laughs> I'm quite positive he doesn't. His girlfriend does, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. She does. Yeah. That's, that's so, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, you, guys, you guys asked me to come on the show. I've been listening. Um, I, uh, within the past, like, six months since I've been in quarantine, because in New York City, it's, we started early. And I have been in my apartment for the past six months working from home. And one of the things that gets me through is just like watching um like mom used to do watch like true crime yes (laughs) (laughs) or even just like uh doing laundry at the laundromat and just like watching on the (laughs) tv on the the screen i 100 percent always have something on my tv that's related I, i woke up this morning and i was like it's sunday morning I'm going to get my coffee, and I watched an episode of very, actually two episodes of Very Scary People with Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> what, what, what is it about, seriously though, what is it about watching stories and listening to stories about murder that soothes people? Well, it's just know. intriguing, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of a, it's kind of fucked up, <laughs> if you ask me, that it soothes people, but it does, it just gets mm. me all, all in the feels. <laughs> So the way the way you guys explain this to me, and I like I said, I listened to a few episodes. Is each week you guys switch it up, and one of you chooses the murderer, and the other one just kind of like does the commentary. And that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's typically not just murders. We don't just do serial murders. We do right, some. Right. Um, we like, do do like last week. Un- I did the unsolved case of the Deal yeah. Pass I, incident. I heard that one, yeah. Yes, which we. We have, a messed it it, we, we have a messed it up minute for that, by the way. We have a messed it up minute, so hold tight, folks. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty much any any true crime-based um, information, sto- story, cases, anything that we've yeah. got, yeah, yeah love it. that we cover. And we, we switch it up. We, we do one a week. And the nice thing about it is we never tell each other what we're doing it over, so we can't sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I know. I know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I definitely yeah. like getting the the real reactions from the other person. And mm-hmm. sometimes we do know, we do know the case. And then that's good that there's just like little things that you can add in, but also yeah. hear new stuff. Right. And the fun thing was for this one, when you asked me to come on, is you gave me the task of choosing. Which is so exciting. Yes. I'm super excited. This means we're not doing one this week, but Michael is. And now we get to enjoy our own little it's, it's like little of, it's like little story time we can get all cozy yes. and settled in and well before we start what's everyone drinking um i'm drinking a nice barefoot red moscato yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm drinking orange juice <laughs> <laughs> 
is there, I can't. Is, is there vodka? There's there's no alcohol in my drink because okay. I actually have a scheduled photo session today that I have to go shoot. So um, it's probably not good for me to be drunk. <laughs> so. Vitamin C. Right. Vitamin C. What about I'm, you, Michael? I'm drinking. What is this? So I the way that I choose my wines. <laughs> he doesn't even know. <laughs> No, it's what is this? Yalera, Y-L-L-E-R-A. Okay. Uh, Verdejo. I choose my wines based on, literally just on how nice the label is. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm a designer and I, I choose based on the graphic design of a, of a label. <laughs> That's literally how I choose my wines. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Whatever works. Is it good? I feel like I would fail every time I did that because I'd be like, oh, that's pretty. And then I'd open it and I'm like, oh, that's not pretty. I get you. But yeah, yeah I, I always say if you have like a really, just like a shitty wine that you're selling, just put a really nice label on it. And that's true. Dollars <laughs> and you'll sell out. That's, that's a good point. Is it is it good or is it shitty? It's fine. It's actually fine. Good, good. <laughs> so I'm going to take that as the, it's in between. <laughs> well, I think that the best, like the, well, the worst wine I've ever tasted was also the most expensive wine I've ever tasted. Absolutely. So. Same here. Yeah. Same. So. All right. Let's do our mess it up minute and then we can get started. <laughs> Go on, I've derailed the conversation already. Oh no, you're fine. We always do this every episode. We like to, uh, to kind of do a tidbit of what our week was like or some nice information to kind usually, of do the audience because it's usually graphic for mine. <laughs> usually it's just Samantha, by the way, that gives little, information because I'm doing nothing but schooling uh, yeah. my children. <laughs> Unemployment. <laughs> so, all right, so mess it up minute. Want to talk about what happened? Messed it, up, messed it up minute. So yeah, last week, Crystal did a segment on the unsolved DLF pass. Um, we had a really bad technical issue that happened. So for all you listeners that have downloaded the um, episode and it started off at the end before the beginning, um, we don't understand what happened there when we um, go in and edit and and put it out there and let the world listen to it. It, it typically is, we have two, two separate segments. We, um, we stop it halfway and then we restart it, kind of catch our breaths for a second. And, and for some odd reason, it uh, didn't upload correctly. Um, I'm not blaming it on the domain itself that we upload. I'm definitely not blaming it on us. We typically watch it. Don't, don't understand what happened, but it was caught by a listener. So thanks for the heads up on um, letting us know that it was out of order for some odd reason. Right. So we were able to catch it. Um, we did take it down immediately and um, fixed it, re-uploaded it to see if it would work. It did work correctly, but for all of those listeners that did download it to begin with, it will not save downloaded correctly. So you'd have to re-download it. Right. So like you'd have to unload, undownload it and then re-download it for it to be playing right for you for some reason. It was, it was a little disheartening to hear just for the simple fact that 
we've uh, reached just shy of a thousand listeners so far. So to know that <laughs> it was out there for anybody to download that quick, because I'll tell you the minute that we typically load our podcast, we immediately get 10 to 15 listeners within the first five minutes, which is crazy. Um, we totally love it. But um, yeah, so for all those that downloaded it that quick, we love that you jumped on it, but we are so sorry. <laughs> like, so sorry. But yeah. I was, I was going to say, I listened to that episode and didn't even realize it was out of order. <laughs> Did you really? Well, no, it oh. wasn't. It wasn't when I listened to it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we caught it the first day that we loaded it. Um, one of our, like I said, one of our listeners that that jumped on it and uh, saw she, we she messaged us it. and we were like, oh my God. So we oh like God. immediately <laughs> took it down, fixed it, took, put it back up. But unfortunately, everybody that had already downloaded it, it was like out there. So yeah. So hopefully we won't have that mix up again. Um, like I said, nobody knows really like how it happened. It's technical difficulty. Sometimes technology has a mind of its own. So it happens. We'll just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Make sure it doesn't happen again. <laughs> apparently neither one of us listens to it as soon as we upload it <laughs> or we would have caught it maybe we should do that from now on in case yeah, that happens that, again <laughs> that's poor that's poor decisioning for us so <laughs> decisioning decisioning i made a word i made a word <laughs> all right that's all we have for mess of a minute so y'all y'all ready to get into it michael you ready yeah. i'm ready i'm, I'm so I'm ready totally ready I can't wait to know when it's over. <laughs> tell me who it is. Tell me who it is. All right. So I, when you guys told me to choose my own, I, there were a couple things that I had in mind. One, I wanted, I immediately wanted to do a woman because yes. I, well, I, want, I wanted to do a serial killer and I wanted to do a woman because as I'm you gonna guys, guess. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, as you, as you guys probably know, <laughs> most serial killers are men. Correct. Like, like 95% or something crazy. Um, so the women yeah, are always interesting to yeah. me. Um, and also, I I'm always super intrigued at like what happens in a person's life early on that makes yes. them into this person. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> so, and also this person, well, did you have a guess? So Not my yet. first, my first guess, more. oh, can I guess? Yeah. So my first guess is Eileen Warhouse. No, I wanted okay. to do something a little more obscure. Okay. I was going to say part of me wanted to believe that's who it was, but I didn't, I, I didn't want to guess because I want to hear more about. That's a great, hers is a great story. What you were gonna it really is. First. All right. I'm going to let you say a little bit more and then I might guess again. Yeah. So here's another hint. I also, this, this particular person intrigued me because uh well crystal you work in healthcare and this mm -hmm. person she's a nurse was a nurse i bet i know who it is go on um well <laughs> do you want me to give you more information or do you want to <laughs> like, yeah, just, one more. just want just want there's yes <laughs> go go on <laughs> okay Continue. so yeah so most there have been a, a, like a few cases of murderous nurses in the u.s in, over history. Is it James Toppin? It is, yes. <laughs> so one thing I yes. love, one thing I love about her story is, well, love is, I guess is a weird word to use about a serial killer. We do but, that, it's fine. But most, in most cases of, of nurses who kill, there's this 
kind of like angel of mercy. Angel of death, angel of mercy. Yes, absolutely. Right. Where they think that they're helping people. But with her, when she was caught, and she was obviously eventually caught, she told the police that her ambition was to, quote, have killed more people than any other man or woman who ever lived. Yes. She is a fucked up woman. She literally wanted to be the most famous serial killer out there. That was her ambition. So messed up. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you have to wonder what, like what happened because also when Um, she worked as a nurse, her nickname was Jolly Jane because she was known as this jovial, very friendly, very welcoming person, very well liked by patients, um, had a successful career for a while. Um, so yeah, was, have- was she, correct me if I'm wrong, was she, I don't know what year she was, was she before like serial killer was actually a thing? Yeah, she was yeah. like in the 1800s, right. wasn't she? Okay, so she was like way before. Yes, this, yeah, this was the mid 1800s. She okay, was, uh, so serial yeah. killers weren't even like established as a thing until like late 70s-ish, I want to say. Um, yeah. for the name serial killer, yes. Right, right. But as far as, like, killings... <laughs> right. That's been going on for years. <laughs> that's way before the 70s. Wait, that's not, that's not new? I thought that was new. Okay. <laughs> new. I'm so, so excited for this one, though, because I, I honestly, um, thought about doing, covering this case a couple weeks ago, too, because it's a good one, so... It is. And I I was telling you guys before we started recording, I was um, like finishing up some research on this last night. And then today I was typing up some notes and I came across some more information. Um, That's always so exciting when that happens. Learned quite a lot. I know. (laughs) I know. And and again, one, one thing that drew me to this case was we have information about her childhood and, and how she grew up and it kind of, obviously doesn't excuse what she did, but it kind of paints a fuller picture of right. what drove her to become this just like fucked up person. Yeah. <laughs> we always this have piece, to remember because piece of wet lettuce. When we start to say. hear a story and we hear about like their childhood and their background and like what kind of happened, I always kind of want to feel bad for them, but then I have to remember yeah. that that's yeah, that's like they're, they're a bad person in the end. Like I, I shouldn't feel bad for them. But I always kind of do. <laughs> yeah, yeah her, her story is she had quite a childhood. She was so, I'm, can I just jump right in? Yeah, yeah do jump it. right in. Do it. Jump right in. Right. So she, so she was born in 1854. So like middle of the 1800s. Um, and she was actually, her name when she was born was Honora. Like uh, honor with an A. Okay. Anora Kelly. Um, she was the child of Irish immigrants. Her mother and father had moved from Ireland to Boston, Massachusetts before she was born. Um, her father, Peter Kelly, uh, established a business uh, working as a tailor in Boston um, and was well known in town as being a good tailor, but also an alcoholic and kind of eccentric. He was the kind of person who like, you would see him at the bar and he would be, you know, rambling about conspiracy theories or just random things. Yeah. Um, He was known around town as being a crackpot. 
uh, <laughs> and an alcoholic. They actually cut his nickname was Kel it was Kelly the Crack, which is a very I think Irish yeah way of saying he was eccentric. <laughs> um, and her uh, her mother, uh, his wife, was named Bridget Kelly, and Bridget. Uh, had two other daughters before her when they moved to Boston. So she was the youngest of, of three daughters. And then soon after um, Honora was born in 1854, Bridget, her mother, actually died of tuberculosis. Oh, no. She got that consumption. Did, yeah, did, the consumption, yes. This was, this was when people died of consumption. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, uh, and didn't her dad, like... Well, yeah, oh, no, I'm getting there. Let okay. me tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's more on her dad, though. There's your more mouth. on her dad. <laughs> yeah, no, her dad, her dad did not take her, uh, his wife's death well. It's not good. He, he was already an alcoholic and a little bit, you know, screwy. Yeah. Um, and he just went off the rails and it's it's rumored and this I, I think is what Samantha was talking about it's not we don't know for sure but they say that he went a little crazy and went to his uh his shop his his tailor shop and uh like tried to sew his eyelids shut oh no yes. I remember that oh I forgot yes, but I remember that's what I was gonna say <laughs> I was like wait a minute let's go back to the father because this guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found conflicting notes on that. Some people say it definitely happened. Some people say it was just a rumor around town to talk about how crazy he was. Right. But regardless of it, it did make it, like, yeah. It did find its way. Uh he ended up getting confined, didn't he? So well so all right, so let's let's rewind. He he had <laughs> I almost made what? a rewinding sound and it was gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh it wasn't gonna be that bad. Okay. Rewind. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> let's just say rewind. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I'm also. I was pouring wine as you guys were. <laughs> my sound effect. Um. Anyway, so I I lost track for a second. Here we are. So it's the 1850s. Bridget Kelly has just died. Peter now is taking care of three young daughters. Um, Honora, uh, who was the youngest, and then Delia, who was um two years older than her and then the oldest daughter Nellie who was a few years older. Um, Can I just say those are all the cutest names? <laughs> they're very they're very like old old timey names. They are. My I love names like that. Those are coming back I just gotta say. <laughs> yeah, they are yeah. Um, yes Nellie, Delia, and Honora and um, so after their mother died and Peter is like having a rough time to say the least. Yeah. Um, 1863. So at this point, um, Honora uh, is six, Delia is eight, and the eldest daughter Nellie is a little bit older. I'm not sure. She's like a young teen. Okay. Um, so he decides that he can't take it anymore. He has, um, he, so he takes the two youngest, Delia and, and Honora, to the Boston Female Asylum, oh. which has kind of a scary name, but it was it, like an orphanage. It is an orphanage, but mm, it's okay. But it's uh, well, all right. So the the deal with the Boston Female Asylum, it's an orphanage for poor girls, where they were trained 
to be servants for respectable rich families. Okay, and so I'm thinking um, Reba and Fancy. <laughs> well, well, kind of, but, but this particular place, you had to be um, younger because they only took people up until the age of 10 because the idea oh. was by 10 years old, you should be working. Okay, so that's why he didn't bring the oldest of the, of the right. three. The oldest was too old to, to get in. So instead, he just um, uh, had her committed to an actual insane asylum. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so, yeah. So her mom died, and he's like, oh, you're too old. Here's an insane asylum for you. Yeah, so literally. And, and, then, and, and then she didn't become the serial killer? Okay. No. So, and, and in fact, uh, just, I think, two years... 1865, so two years after they were uh, put into this orphanage, um, Honora was actually taken in by a, a family. She was the youngest. Her sister, who was eight at the time, a little bit older, uh, she was not, she was never placed uh, in a family. Um, she just, there. there's writings that say that she was uh, a little bit stubborn. She didn't like the idea of being trained to be a servant. Um, yes, queen. And right. So she was never placed. Yes. They, they, but again, you have to be under the age of 10 to be here. So at the age so of 10, she, she was just like, let go. And she became a prostitute and, Aww, and, and died young. So sad. Yeah. Um, very sad. This was, I mean, this was rough times. Yeah. And um, so 1865, Honora is quote-unquote adopted, but there's no actual um, no. evidence. Uh, sorry, my phone is dead. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> are, you, are you cooking a hot pocket? <laughs> <laughs> was that the microwave? <laughs> not, not ever a guest on a podcast. And this is uh, uh, but anyway, 1865, Honora is placed with a family. I, mean, I say quote unquote adopted because there was never actually any record that she was. Like, yeah. Um, but with the family of Mrs. Ann Toppin. And I don't like her. I don't know her, but I don't like her name. <laughs> Ann Toppin. Um, that hot pocket going off again. <laughs> I'm going to need you to silence that hot pocket. <laughs> so, I did, so I did silence my phone and then that time it came through on my, on my laptop. <laughs> um, all right. I think, I think I've, I've taken care of my business now. Okay, good. Uh, so it's 1865, <laughs> uh, which uh, if you're a history buff, you know 1865 is the year that the Civil War ended. So the country is kind of a mess at the moment anyway. There's a big separation between the rich and the poor. The country is just starting to rebuild. Um, Honora is taken in by Anne Toppin. Mm. And she's never, that there's any record of, she's never actually adopted, but she, but Anne did rename her. Um, she said, you're not Honora Kelly anymore. That name is too Irish. We're gonna call you Jane Toppin. So mm. she, we're going to call you Jane. And she took on her family's, or her new. Her new family's mm -hmm. name. And, and the family, by the way, the household, um, it seems like Ann Toppin was a widow. So she was running the house and it was just her, the servants and her daughter, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was a couple years older than Honora, who is now Jane. 
And um, by most accounts, it seems like their relationship was very much the like Cinderella stepsister relationship. Nice. Whereas Elizabeth was a little bit older. She was wealthy from a quote unquote respectable family, which is, you know, a euphemism for rich. She was a bitch. Right. And <laughs> she was, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jane, so when she was taken in, the way that it worked at the, the Boston Female Asylum is that you're trained until you're 10 with the idea that you're then taken in by a family and you're expected to go under contract to work for that family as a servant for 20 years. Oh. So you have to work for 20 years to kind of work off your debt, so to speak. So she, um, Jane is eight years old at this point and working as a servant girl. And she is in this wealthy family where she's never seen wealth. Right. Uh, like been in, in that close proximity of the wealthy. Because um, she had come from a poor family. She, her family was working class. Her mother died early. Then she was in the, the orphanage. So this was a new experience for her. So she grew up in this house learning to take care of a home. Um, and to, uh, to around the time, I, I guess this was like a couple of years before um, Jane turned 30. So she was still under contract um, and died. And Jane's first thought was, okay, well, the woman of the house has died. I can make a life for myself. Right. And go do something else. Um, and Elizabeth, up, Elizabeth said, no, nah, bitch. Is that what happened? Elizabeth <laughs> took over the house and took over Jane's contract. Uh, so, so she had to continue on to work under Elizabeth for the next couple of years. Okay. So obviously there is some bitterness there. Then a couple of years later, 1885, which is 20 years after she was brought in to the Toppin house, her contract is over and she decides that she wants to begin training as a nurse, um, which, you know, this was, she wanted to do something new, something different. This gave her an opportunity to make a life for herself. Um, she was accepted at Cambridge Hospital, okay. uh, uh, which is a, a, a uh, like a teaching hospital in the Boston area. Like Grace uh, Sloan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, you knew what it was for me saying I knew that. what it was. Yes. I it's a heard. it's a teaching hospital, continue. <laughs> I knew what it was from you saying that too. That's why I chuckled, but I don't watch it either. Sorry well, yeah. guys. <laughs> but no, because this is the eighteen hundreds. So so hospitals at the time were different. Yeah, yeah sure. you're not going through the schooling, you're going through training where they're gonna teach you dosages and all that stuff, but well, it's kind of a guess and go thing then too. Everybody I mean, was different. At this point was was just generally crazy. Like I mean, yeah, and yes, mm -hmm. drugs were definitely misunderstood. This was you know, you were kind of, it was very much experimental. Oh yeah. Yes. And this was also 18, this is 1885, which is the same year that, um, that Coca-Cola was invented. And oh, that's true. <laughs> with I with cocaine. That. With cocaine. With cocaine. Well, not just cocaine. The original Coca-Cola was invented by this former general who was also a doctor, uh, who created, the original 
formula was a mixture of wine and cocaine. How, and I mean, was, how do you get some of that coke? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> Um, it was wine and cocaine as a, like a medicinal tonic that was prescribed to calm the nerves. <laughs> I'm sure it did. That's <laughs> yeah. a funny story. So once prohibition- And not give you hallucinations at all. <laughs> wine and cocaine. It, it would either calm your nerves or, you know, it would do the opposite of that. I mean, it wouldn't, it definitely wouldn't calm your nerves, but- Right. It's, it's, uh, and also, so funny story going back to like, Coca-Cola. It was originally wine, like I was saying, but then Prohibition hit, and they couldn't use wine anymore. That damn yes. Prohibition. So cocaine was legal, but not wine. So Obviously. Which <laughs> to carbonated soda, which is how Coca-Cola, you know, became a carbonated beverage. But anyway, Fun I'm, Fun I'm getting way off subject. So, but yes, the point is the drugs were <laughs> the drugs were. <laughs> um. So, but, but that said, Jane, at this time, she's working, uh, she's learning, um, she's developed a little bit of a reputation as a liar around this time. Oh. But the lies that she's telling. That's not what I thought you were going to say, because Jolly Jane. Well, no. <laughs> well, all right. Well, here's the thing. So she's known as a liar, but the lies that she's telling are not, um, I don't know, they're not mean-spirited. Basically what she's doing is she's telling people that, oh, my, my father, he lives abroad, he lives overseas, um, he works for the royal family and they wanna hire me as a nurse after I graduate. She's telling all of these uh, stories okay. about- To kind of lift her up and make her look good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And at the same time though, um, she's like uh, telling little fibs about fellow students, just little things to get them in trouble, but, but mm. not like, I don't know, very like stupid little lies. She's, this is just the person that she has become. She's a liar, liar face. <laughs> However, the patients loved her. So she, okay. as she's friendly and she's well liked. And this is where that name Jolly Jane came from. So Got yes, it. behind the scenes, her fellow yeah. students didn't like her. <laughs> it reminds me of um, the case we did a couple episodes back, Harold Shipman, or not, Richard, not Richard, as, not Richard as I called him, my bad. <laughs> At the very end, I called him that. Um, he was the same way, like, he was known as a narcissist um, to all of, like, the colleagues and, mm -hmm. you know, the doctorates and everything that were above him, um, corporate, any of those levels or whatever, but when it came to his patients, they they would Patients die for him. loved him, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting because as I was reading this, I was thinking maybe this was just the first time in her life because working in healthcare, working as a nurse where you're taking care of people, this was the first time that she had control over other people. That mm -hmm. makes sense. And that's, yeah. that's, again, that it's just like Harold in a way because it, he didn't have, he didn't have a crappy childhood to, I mean, he did, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. Um. Hers was worse, obviously, <laughs> but uh, it, it kind of, it just reminds me of that because he did the same type yeah. of stuff. He lied. He, he actually got addicted to drugs and, mm -hmm. and, and got in trouble and still ended up getting his like family doctor practice for him um, and started killing elderly people. So like, I mean, because he felt there was no reasoning for him. It was 
basically just experimental. He wanted to see how, how far he could push it. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right. And actually, one it's interesting you just said that about killing elderly people because Jane, she as I was saying, she was called Jolly Jane at this point. People loved her. Uh, the patients loved her, but she did not have the same kind of love of the patients that she pretended to because um, she was heard uh, around this time while she was in school by one of her fellow students, supposedly, saying, arguing that there's no logical reason to try to keep older people alive. Oh. Um, and a lot of her patients were the elderly. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and that said, so she was, like we were saying earlier, this was a time when a lot of experimentation with the different drugs were was going on. And she mm -hmm. was using her time at school here to experiment with different combinations of drugs. So. Which is not something that you could do as a nurse today, just like experiment. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, so she was basically using her patients as guinea pigs then. <laughs> so, right. So specifically, she there were a couple of drugs that she like particularly liked. One was morphine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, damn morphine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, at the time was being prescribed as a sleep aid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God. They're like, you're very tired. You should do morphine about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not falling asleep fast enough. It's okay. I got you. Here's some morphine. <laughs> and then the other was um, atropine which is kind of the opposite of that. It's a stimulant that's used to increase the heart rate. Okay. Uh, oh, you're sleeping too much. Here. <laughs> Here's a jolt of energy. <laughs> like you laugh and we, it's funny, we can laugh about this because this happened years ago. Right. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's, 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 it's true though, because she literally, her, her favorite thing to do would be to use the morphine to put people out. And then use the atropine to try to bring them back. Exactly. And she would, you do know, this. wow. I wonder what that would do to somebody's insides. That's got to be like wrecking it. Like, that's not good for your heart for sure. And she wouldn't only do it once, she would do it a few times. She would like oh, God. give them enough morphine to almost kill them, then use the atropine to bring them back. Just to see, like, experiment, just to see how far she, she was could playing push God. But she was playing God. Perhaps, perhaps. But then eventually she would do this a couple times and then she would give them a lethal, lethal dose of morphine. But not just that. So she would give them a lethal dose, then she would get into bed with them and hold them while they died. Oh my God. So they would still think that she was like the best nurse ever. Well, no, you, you would think that. But actually, <laughs> no, they were like, fuck you, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't think that they would know that she's no, pushing too much know. of anything. They wouldn't know. But no, and it wasn't even that. It was so years later after she was caught, she said that she would do that because seeing people near death and then come back to life and then die again gave her a sexual thrill. Oh, Jesus. Wow. So look, she, 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 she was- <laughs> She crazy. <laughs> 
But then she so then she would make up fake charts. So that's kind of like that's kind of like I hate him so much. But that's kind of this is stretching. But it's kind of like BTK and how he would strangle people mm. because you know that's a very slow personal way to murder somebody. But them getting very close to that like that part would give him kind of like a sexual thrill and that's why he did that yeah but i couldn't i couldn't put it in the same perspective as btk just oh. for the simple i mean fact it's not that, exactly the same but no, also like also her... he's also he's a bumbling idiot but yes well she wasn't she didn't actually do things i was gonna say her her she may have had a thrill but was it ever known that she did anything to the patients because with her yeah. if it's just a sexual thrill like i think that's just it's to me, I wouldn't even describe it as a sexual thrill. To me, I feel like it was giving her a boost of, like, uh, adrenaline almost. Well, when I say when I say she got a sexual thrill, those are her words. She said, "I got right. a sexual thrill." No, I get I get what you're saying. Like I I know she said that, but for me, if I were to describe what she was talking about, like if she didn't do anything with the patients, wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you think of it more as like? adrenaline right i mean, I mean not if she said okay. that <laughs> but, but again there is there's no evidence that. that she ever did anything physically right that's why i don't that's why i don't put it in the same category as btk because BTK it makes sense well, well the other thing is though murdering for like sexual reasons that's like a very male thing it really it is. is a very yes. male thing and no that is not being sexist it really is a very male thing no, saying, like, traditionally that's not when there are women serial killers that's, that's really the reason that right find that, that that's it is it's a very male thing so that that's it's really interesting in a it puts her in a like a different category than other like female serial killers, basically. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she, she is a very interesting case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, she would do that, and then she would just make up fake charts because she was in charge of writing up the charts. <laughs> so, so it was like Harold Shipman <laughs> signing off on death certificates that didn't need to be signed off on. And then she. Would go <laughs> she, she was like, they were just like really old. <laughs> Yeah, it was well. There were ones that were like, oh, it was a you know a heart attack or complications from diabetes, right. or you know just like. But back then, it didn't matter, right? Because people were dying from consumption and stuff yeah. like that with no no explanations and no reasoning. It Steph was basically a nurse, yeah, a nurse standing over you saying, "Oh, this is what it was." When it could have been something completely different, nobody knows. It was yeah, nobody nobody looked into stuff like that no. back then. In the in the late eighteen hundreds, when you're, you know, working with mostly older patients who are in the hospital with illnesses in a learning hospital and mm -hmm. the old older patients start to die there's not going to be an autopsy right for sure um but anyway that said 1890 comes around um she's been at school for a few years and she's actually been uh kicked out of school oh, no. not not for anything that she's done with any of the patients, but she was kicked out of school for lying and stealing things from, from uh, other students. Oh, you like petty theft? Yeah, so she's kicked out. And so what do you do when you're a nurse who's, you're kicked out of school, you can't go to work at a hospital? You, you open know. your own practice, no. Well, I mean, well, today, yeah. She or, didn't really have the means Or to you move. That. But she didn't, she stayed in town. She stayed really? in Cambridge, Massachusetts. 
and decided she was going to become a private nurse. So like do, do house calls type situation. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. even worse. Right? <laughs> I'm going to kill you in your home now. <laughs> yeah, so she started working as a private nurse and would do house calls and was, again, very well liked by her patients and also very well liked with, you know, as a nurse, you uh, interact with doctors. Um, and it's the same case here. She was a private nurse doing house calls. She would call in doctors, she would interact with the doctors, and the doctors really liked her. So much so that a, a year later, um, one of the doctors that she was uh, interacting with in the homes of one of her patients offered her a job as a nurse at Massachusetts General Hospital, which, by the way, is a very prestigious hospital and was actually the original teaching hospital at Harvard Medical School. Oh, wow. Oh, dang. <laughs> he should not have done that. <laughs> that was a bad call. <laughs> yes. So this is, this is somebody who was just kicked out of med school, by the way. Right. He's like, it's, it's fine. Come on. Come on. It's right. cool. Don't worry. Um, cool, cool, cool. And <laughs> so you would think that she would not even be up for this job, uh, like up she would not so there's like no background check whatsoever right <laughs> right exactly. yeah i know so she takes the job however this is not just you know any hospital this is a very prestigious hospital where people actually pay attention to things and so within a couple of months one of the doctors noticed all of her patients dying <laughs> noticed that a disproportional number of people were dying under her care yeah hmm and would you look at that? Were they all old? <laughs> well, I would, well, I'm sure most of them were because she, that was her MO at the time. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, she was in charge of writing up the charts. Did she, did she kill them the same way she was doing it? Well, there's no, there's no, we don't know which ones of them were actually her victims how many of them actually did die of old age okay yeah right. kind of like the same right so the point situation. yeah there was no like autopsy reports to it tell the difference exactly. they, they when when the doctor noticed that this was happening there was no investigation right they, they fired her not for harming the patients <laughs> but they were like if all of these patients are dying then she's probably not a great nurse like, we probably should let her go. She should be taking better care of them. So she was fired for incompetence, not for murder. Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 50 people, we lost 50 people in two days. Um, Jane, I'm going to have to let you go. <laughs> You're incompetent. <laughs> and when I, right. And when I was saying that she was not exactly smart about this, and as, as you'll see, she kept doing dumber and dumber things. Like, that was stupid. She just like, <laughs> like, back then, you didn't have to be smart about it, though. You could... <laughs> You could get away oh, with it because they aren't gonna, they're not gonna sit there and have a full on investigation of what's going on. There's no yeah, autopsies, so. there's no DNA, there's no like all this stuff. No, right, true. But still, you would think that if, you know, if she was given another chance, she was given this prestigious job and then immediately started killing people. See, I felt bad for her when she was wee, but you're just real dumb, girl. Girl. Yeah, well, it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> anyway. It gets worse. Hold on to your pants. <laughs> I was going to say butts, like Jurassic Park style. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway. Samuel L. Jackson. It's, what? Samuel L. Jackson wasn't in Jurassic Park. Yes, he was. Are you serious? He was in Jurassic Park. Go back and watch it. He was like the computer techie guy. He always had, 
he always had the cigarette in his mouth that was like is that it, true yes i, really I need I to google to it, it up. I'm, i need I'm to gonna, google it I'm he literally it. said in jurassic park he said hold on to your butts i mean i believe you if i'm wrong though um edit me out of that <laughs> he uh, was Okay, I believe you. <laughs> oh, dang. Now that I see his face, he did. Okay. He's Googling it. All right. It gets worse. Please tell. We're getting off topic. It happens. That's what so, we do here. <laughs> I've only had one glass of wine. Oh, ketchup. So, okay. So it is 1890, 1891. Um, Jane has been fired. She doesn't have a job. Um, she has been, she's kind of been, you know, because she's been just immediately fired from this prestigious uh, hospital just within months of being hired. But she doesn't leave town. She stays in Cambridge. And I don't understand why she doesn't leave town. She could start over anywhere and like just yes, like... Yes, it's also a time where you could just go somewhere and start over. Right. Okay. Uh, but she did not. She stayed there and she ended up renting just a small apartment from this elderly couple, uh, elderly couple named the Dunhams, but she didn't have a job, so she um, couldn't really pay the rent. Um, so to avoid paying the rent, she uh, mixed up a mixture of morphine, oh, and morphine <laughs> and okay, oh, good God. water, yeah, and gave the water to her landlord Israel Dunham. Uh, and killed him. And then... And she was like, there's just no rent now. <laughs> well, no. In, in, in lieu of paying rent, she offered to then take care of his wife, who was now a widow, an elderly widow. Oh, wow. Oh, so she killed her too. Well, no, she... she no, she kept her alive because she needed a place to stay. Right. Mm, gotcha. If she, if she died, then she would have nowhere to stay. She, right, so she kept her, so she killed off her husband. She killed off the landlord, um, uh, Israel, the, the, the man, uh, so that she could offer up her services as a nurse to his widow, so she wouldn't have In exchange for rent, right. And that said, she kept her alive for two years, and then she killed her. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> she was, after two years, she was like, I found this really nice place. Down so the road. I'm going <laughs> to need you to drink this water. <laughs> so in the meantime, yes, by the way, yes. But in the meantime, in the summers, um, she would go up to Cape Cod, um, which Fancy. is a lovely area outside of, um, you know, not, not super far from Boston, and would you know, go up to the Cape and spend her summer there. And you're probably wondering, well, how, how does a... How, how did she afford that? Yeah. So she found, um, so this couple, also an elderly couple, Alden and Maddie Davis, um, she talked them into letting her stay in one of their properties there and said, um, look, I can't really pay the rent now, but I'm working as a private nurse for a wealthy family and can eventually, can pay you this back in, in the winter. Uh, and they were just like, okay. And okay. So she was staying for free in Cape Cod. And because she, she, again, she was very charming. She was very well liked. This Until right. the winter when she 
kill well, them too. <laughs> she well, no. she she learned to be charming in the orphanage. I don't know. Where, I don't know where she learned to be. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, that's <laughs> actually it would have had to have been right because didn't they weren't they teaching them to do that? That's right. An, that's an excellent point. Yeah, she was being trained to be to work. To be, it was kind. Of, I guess if you think about it, it was kind of like a like a finishing school. Like or, right, exactly. Yeah. Just for you to be like a slave for the rich. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, she charmed her way to the Cape Cod home. Um, saying she would pay later. And meanwhile, she was spending the summer um, on the Cape and she was helping out around town for people who were like looking for medical advice or needed, you know, help nursing. Um, and then, you know, she would stay for the summer and then in the fall, she would go back uh, to, to Cambridge. Um, and that was her, her summers for a couple of years. Uh, and for a few years, actually. And then in 1899, she gets a letter out of the blue um, from Elizabeth Toppin. Oh, yes. That was the, the evil stepsister. The stepsister. Yes. So they hadn't really spoken in years. That's and, random. Okay. Um. <laughs> How'd she find me? <laughs> she, she said, new phone, who dis? <laughs> you, would, you would think, but no. Oh, she okay. invites Elizabeth out to stay with her at her house on Cape Cod. Oh, God. Because she's going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth gets to Cape Cod. They're catching up. Jane is like, so what's, you know, how are What's you? up? <laughs> How's it going? Elizabeth is like, couldn't be better. I'm great. I just got married to this this wonderful man named Oromo. His name is Oromo Brigham. What is it? Oromel. Okay. Oromel Brigham. Sounds lovely. Yes. And again, you know, 1899. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's like, I'm having a lovely time, a lovely life. It looks like you're doing well. Uh, and then they spent the weekend together and they went to the beach and uh, just like hung out and spent, you know, time on Cape Cod. Wow. And then um, they get back to the house. Elizabeth's like, you look hot. Let me give you a glass of water. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't Elizabeth, drink the water. <laughs> she brings her a, gla a nice refreshing glass of mineral water. Oh, God. It's <laughs> with morphine and atropine. Um... Elizabeth finishes the water. About 30 minutes later, she is not feeling well. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Jane takes her to- She's like, it's cool. I'm a nurse. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're fine. It's okay. I'm a nurse. I'll take care of you. I, you know, <laughs> Have some more water. <laughs> so she takes her to lie down. Um, Elizabeth is fading fast. Um, so Jane- uh, who clearly has poisoned her, um, plot twist, um, spoiler alert, she's been poisoned. Jane sees that she's dying, and so she gets into bed with her, and, oh. and, and it's her. over. <laughs> her die. So, and then she goes back to Cambridge in the fall. <laughs> well. Then a few months later, um, in the, the wintertime, this was January of 1900, um, Jane hears through, you know, the grapevine 
that an old how, friend of hers. However you heard things back in 1900. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know. Were there grapevines? Probably. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, things, are, things are about to get even crazier. Um, hold on. Let me pour another glass of wine. It's pouring wine. <laughs> it's just wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So January 1900, Jane hears through the grapevine that an old friend of hers, who knows when they met him, it's, it's unclear, uh, by the name of Myra Connors, um, is ill. Oh, no. um, and so Jane rushes to her. Um, and you know, she's, she gets, she gets to Myra and she's like, oh no, Myra here, have this water. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she actually doesn't kill Myra. Myra, from, from what we can tell, she didn't kill Myra. Myra was actually literally on her deathbed. Okay. Myra was oh, okay. actually, okay. Got it. Right. She's but, like, don't drink the water. I'll try to be a nurse. <laughs> I didn't learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, from what we can tell. I, I guess I can get you some real water. <laughs> but, but, but that said, she was not doing this out of the kindness of her heart. She had heard that Myra had gotten a sweet job. Oh, sweet. Um, and the job itself wasn't like anything glamorous. She was working um, in- It wasn't Cape Cod. No, she was, she was working there uh, in town um, at, uh, as the matron of a dining hall at the theological school there. But the sweet thing about it was that particular job came with um, an apartment on campus for free. It came with a housekeeper. Oh. So it's- um, It's a sweet job. Yeah. Um, so Jane took the job, and uh, weirdly enough, she was fired soon after for poor work ethics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, you can't just offer everybody water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jane, oh, Jane. You, you see, she keeps getting things handed to her, and she keeps just screwing it up. Right? <laughs> but nobody's noticing it, so, I mean, <laughs> who's really winning? <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. All right, so she's, again, out of work. She decides that she's going to stay in town still, in Cambridge, um, and ends up renting another room. You should move on at this point. <laughs> I think that you would. And she eventually does, but not quite yet. She's, at this point, she rents a room from another elderly couple named Mr. and Mrs. Beetle, which is also, I love, I love that it's, they all have these, like, very... Like, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetle. Well, no, I feel like the like Mr. and Mrs. Beetle is just like characters from a Charles Dickens novel. It's just yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. But so she's, you know, living in their home. And yes, 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 she is slowly poisoning them. <laughs> but an she, evil, evil woman. I mean, but slowly though, so it's fine. Slowly. But she's living there. She hasn't killed them, but she is she is, you know slowly killing them. And one day, um, and this is the summer of 1901, um, she gets a knock on the door. Um, and she answers the door and it's Maddie Davis. Now, I don't know if you remember. Davis, that Maddie? sounded familiar. Wait, go back. Do you remember the the couple on Cape Cod? Yes. Yes, where she's okay. renting the place for free. 
yeah. and, and was like, I'll pay you in winter. And then they were like, gotcha, gotcha, okay, gotcha. it's winter. Uh, where's the rent? And she was like, who, who does? So, so <laughs> no, at this point, it's not even the winter. This is the next summer. Okay. So Maddie knocks on the door and she just happened to be in town to see her own daughter. And she was like, I, you know, Jane, Jolly Jane, it's so good to see you. <laughs> Jolly I'm Jane. Here in town seeing my daughter. But while I was here, I thought maybe we could take care of some business because it turns out that Jane owed $500 in back rent, which $500. That was a lot back then. Yeah, I actually, I actually did. I went Ooh, to and I'm excited <laughs> to see how much money that actually would be today. Yes. Um, five hundred dollars in nineteen oh one today would be fifteen thousand two hundred. Holy crap! Oh my god! <laughs> we owed over fifteen thousand dollars in back rent. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We can handle this. Drink this water. We'll talk about it. <laughs> here, here. Look, I was just about to make myself a glass of water. <laughs> Sit down. I'll go get my wallet. <laughs> Not quite. So, Jane says. Yes, I absolutely do owe you this money. And yes, I have it. Let's walk to the bank and get it. Oh, but first, would you like a glass of water? Oh, no. knew it. <laughs> so yes, you were right. She gave her a glass of water. So she here's did. my thing. Why does everybody keep taking the glass of water? I would have been like, I'm not thirsty, bro. Because I'm it's 1901 <laughs> and they're parched. Is there, there's no centurion. <laughs> Like it's hot. It's the summer. This is the summer of 1901. There is no air conditioner. Air conditioning doesn't exist. Exactly. I'm just not thirsty. They are parched. (laughs) They are parched and the water sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. But all right. But she does this one a little bit differently. She doesn't immediately kill her. She gives her enough to make her feel ill. And Maddie immediately is like, I do not feel well. Uh And Jane is like, it's okay, I'm a nurse. Let's go <laughs> to the hospital. It's okay, I'm a nurse. <laughs> but she doesn't keep Maddie in the home. She actually brings her to the hospital. What? And stays with her by her bedside for a week, all the while microdosing her with morphine. Of course. I was like, the hospital should have taken care of that. Well, Why is it pro- taking a week? Because she probably was out of morphine, so she had to take her to the hospital. <laughs> so she's at yeah so she's at the hospital um the family her husband uh mr davis comes by uh alden alden davis and with their daughters their um adult daughters genevieve and minnie wonderful names genevieve i love genevieve i love all of these names so they're all there um jane is dosing her little by little with morphine then finally, after about a week, she gives her a fatal dose and she dies. She's like, I'm over it. I'm ready to go out of this yeah. hospital. <laughs> and that was that. Until about a week or so later, when again, Jane is at home and gets another knock on the door. Who? What? Uh-huh. Who is Wait. visiting her? Who do you think it is? Who can say? Is I it Mr. Davis? Is it, her, is, it, is it Mr. Davis? No. Okay. It's is Jane it her dad? It's Genevieve and Minnie. It's Genevieve and Minnie. Okay. It is the Davis daughters who arrive at her home. And what do you think they say? They say, um, she died, but she was fine a week ago. So what happened? She was fine before she came and saw you. What you do, bitch? No, that's not what they said. They said, our father is so grief stricken. We need a nurse to come take care of him. Oh my God. (laughs) No. 
plot twist. Okay, that's not that's so sad. Go to the hospital, girls. <laughs> Take your father to the hospital. <laughs> She's not a real nurse. <laughs> she did never graduate, by the way. <laughs> right? Like, what, what's happening? So, Jane says yes. Obviously. Jane, Jane moves she said, in. She said, I got you. <laughs> Jane says, I got you. And Jane moves in with the Davis family at their home. Yeah. And... Yeah, so she started. She was like, her. not only am I going to not pay you for Cape Cod, I'm going to just take over your house. <laughs> However, she's she realizes that if she keeps just like killing off everybody, that people are going to start asking questions. And by the way, she had already decided that she is going to murder the rest of this family. Clearly. <laughs> but she's like, look, I got to be careful. People are going to start asking questions. So she starts making the family kind of not trust each other. Oh, no. And she does this in the weirdest ways. She like starts, she starts little fires around the house. Oh my God. Pretty little fires. And then she would like, she went to, she went to Minnie, who was the oldest daughter. And she was like, Minnie, you are not going to believe what I just saw. Oh God. And Minnie is like, what? She said, I was just outside in the garden shed. I like opened the door to the garden shed and there is Genevieve. And Genevieve is just standing there, silent, staring at a box of rat poison. What? Oh, God. And and, and no. What? Like, Don't listen to her, Minnie. Oh, my God. She's like, what? And then a week later, Genevieve was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> was it rat poisoning? <laughs> well, but, and everyone was like, uh, obviously devastated. And Jane is like, oh my gosh, do you remember? Minnie, I was just telling you, do you think that she killed herself? Oh, you little bitch. You little bitch. You little piece of wet lettuce. She's mm -hmm. out there trying to make it to where she can kill these people now, but she doesn't want to seem suspicious. So <laughs> she's like, yes. there you go. She's planting all them seeds. Right. And Minnie was like, you did just say that. And Genevieve said, yes. And you know what else I saw? I, I forgot to mention this, but just the other night I was in Minnie's room or in Genevieve's room and I saw a syringe on her nightstand. Oh my God. How convenient. So yeah. So obviously things are not all rosy in the Davis house. Uh, now they're mourning Minnie's death. So two Minnie, weeks. Minnie's death. Uh, I'm sorry, Genevieve's death. I was like, how did she die? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Genevieve's death. Um, two weeks go by. Alden, the father. The father, okay. The one that was already like grief stricken from the mom yeah. dying. He was so grief stricken. And now his wife is dead. His daughter is dead. He's not healthy in the first place. So no one asked any questions when two weeks later, he also died. They're like, mm -hmm. that makes sense. They were like, oh, he died of grief. We get it. He died of a broken heart. A broken heart. And Minnie's like, what the hell's happening? I need to get out of this house. <laughs> uh, well, the only people left. Amityville horror. <laughs> so who, so, who, right, so who, is, who is left in the house at this point? Minnie. Now it's Minnie and Jane. Minnie, Jane, and one other person who I haven't mentioned yet. I was like, who? What? <laughs> okay. Minnie, Jane, and Jesse, who is Minnie's 10-year-old son. <gasps> oh, no. 
run so. away <laughs> i'm like holding my hands over my mouth because i don't expect that okay minnie <laughs> you need to get jesse out of here yeah so all right he's supposed to be never mind <laughs> i was gonna say he's supposed to be with rory but that's jess not jesse oh my god i was just being ridiculous continue <laughs> man the people are dead <laughs> That is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the way you said it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We are not laughing at death. It is, it is tragic. We are just awkward. Continue. <laughs> oh, all right. So everyone is dead except for Minnie and, and, poor, and little Jesse. And Je I really right. need them to get out. Are they going to get out? All right. So August 12th, four days after oh. the death of Alden, by the way. Ten days after my birthday. <laughs> that's right. One day before your sons. That's true. That's also true. Um, his birthday is closer to that day than yours, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is accurate. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but anyway, so it's four days after the death of Alden, the dad. And Minnie and Jane are just talking. And Where has Jesse been all this time? Sorry. <laughs> he's just doing what children did in the early 1900s. Okay. I don't know. Just gone a couple days. He'll come back. <laughs> he was just hit, hitting a rock with a stick. He's been a rap. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but anyway, so they're just talking and Minnie is like, I can't believe that this has happened. My, in just weeks, a matter of weeks, my entire family basically is wiped out. Um, and she's like, but, and also look, while we're talking, I guess we should talk about, you know, this is awkward, but I should bring it up. Um, you did owe my family $15,000. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about that. And Jane is like, oh my God, of course. I was actually like on my way to the bank when your mother passed out. Um, Let me give you some water and I'll go to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's see if it'll work. <laughs> he, tried, he decides to try a different, a different technique this time. Okay. She, she decides to try her charm and she says, well, I don't know if you can call this charming per se, but she says that she decides she'll talk her way out of it. And she says, look, you're absolutely right. However, you know, since both of your parents are dead now, can we just like forget about that? Let bygones oh. be bygones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and wow. many is like, oh my God, I know, but no. <laughs> no we can't <laughs> wow and Jane was like alright I get it um, I understand let me just get you a glass of water <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and I'm, gl I'm glad you're laughing now because it's about to get real sad oh god oh, that is so sad. Not, not in the way that you think not in the way that you think I'm just thinking about Jesse and I'm so sad yeah so she doesn't murder Jesse I will just say that oh, okay He's just left He's as just a, orphaned. Well, so she gives uh, Minnie a glass of the water with the, with the deadly drug cocktail. And um, Minnie obviously immediately feels ill and goes to bed. And it's, it's very strange because, you know, she was feeling, it, to her it's very strange because she was feeling fine. And then Not so strange to us. <laughs> Um, and then Jane is like, she's like, look, things are getting crazy. I can't, you know, just keep 
uh, keep this, this dragged out. So I'm just going to give her just a massive dose of morphine right now. So she does. She gives uh, Minnie a, a large dose of morphine that she knows will, will kill her. Um, Minnie is in bed, dying. Jane goes, wakes up Jesse and brings him in the bedroom to watch as no. his mother dies. Why? Why? This evil, evil woman. Okay. And then Minnie's dead. And then the, the newspaper, like this was a wealthy family. This, these, these people were known around the community. So this, it was in the newspapers and the newspapers were all, it, it wasn't, it wasn't even, look, things are suspicious. All of the headlines were like, oh, entire family wiped out dead in a matter of weeks out of grief. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was bizarre. Wow. Um, anyway, so now the whole family is dead. Except for Jesse. Right. So Jesse did, or uh, Minnie did have a husband, I, I should say. They weren't. Uh, so he was an orphan. Okay. <laughs> she, she, he was not an orphan. So Minnie, Minnie had a husband. And Where was his husband? Did he live there? No, I don't think that Minnie actually lived in the house, but she was oh. staying. She was staying there while, because her parents were ill. Got or it. Because her, her father was ill. Okay. So, the, well, the reason that I bring up Jesse's father, though, is because Jane then realizes, well, once again, I've killed off my source of income. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know? <laughs> so she's got to figure out what she's going to do next. So um, she asks um, Minnie's uh, husband, ex-husband, if she could... Widow. Widow, yes, I'm sorry, ex-husband, her widow, asked if she could come on to be his nurse. Why does he need a nurse? He doesn't. Because and, his wife died, says, so he's sad? <laughs> he doesn't, which is why he says, no, I don't need one. <laughs> he's like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's smart. <laughs> so then she's like, all right, that didn't work. What, what can, I I get, can I get you a glass of water? <laughs> and he's like, no, go away. <laughs> I don't want your freaking water. I don't want your freaking sandwiches. <laughs> ah, Thurman Merman. Okay. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Jane, what are you doing? So Jane is like, all right, that didn't work. So who do I know around town who I can, who I can like, get housing from or a job from or something? Who's almost dead that has a house? And she couldn't think of anybody, but she was like, oh, you know who I do know who lives just a town over? My, my poor dead sister's husband, Oramel. Oh my God. The Freaking Redenbacher? The widow, not, not Orville. <laughs> His name is Oramel. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my, my poor sister's widower, Oramel. So wow. she goes. She goes to him, and she's. She knows that he is. She. He's a young, healthy man who does not need a nurse. She's like, "What am I going to do here? What's my play?" So she. So she's like, "Yes." Hey, um, you looking good? Like. <laughs> exactly. That's the play. She's gonna. <laughs> she's gonna seduce Oramel. He's like, "No, girl, no." <laughs> Literally, she gets gets there. She tries to seduce him, and he's like, I am not into this. I'm sorry. 
You're not my type. So she says, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to make him feel sorry for me. I'm going to poison myself. <gasps> oh my God. So she gives herself a small enough dose just to make herself sick. He, you know, finds her, she's ill, but he's just like not buying it. And I don't know if his sister or his wife, Elizabeth, had told her things about her sister, told him things about her sister or what, but he's not into it. He's not buying the whole sick thing. Right. And he's he's like, look, I feel bad for you, but you can't stay here. You need to leave. (laughs) I'm going to need you to step. Right. He says, but what I will do is I will take you to the hospital. (laughs) He like drops her off at the hospital. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't go, he doesn't even go in he just like drops her off at the emergency entrance <laughs> he's like this bitch cray here you go <laughs> so she yeah so she's in the hospital um but what she doesn't realize is in the meantime um minnie's husband's father minnie's oh. father-in-law okay was like it is weird that my young healthy daughter-in-law just died after her entire like within weeks of her entire family yeah that is Mm -hmm. weird (laughs) there's got to be a common connection and he did some digging and realized that this nurse had taken care of everybody there and he looked into her he did like a background check or whatever a background check it was in you know 1901 right um basically asking around yes and he did something or he, he was, uh, he did something that was not done a lot at the time, which he got the court to have Minnie's body exhumed to get oh. Oh. autopsy. Yes, no, it wasn't done very often. You have to have a liable reason to have the, a corpse exhumed. Right. So Especially Minnie, back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, autopsies in general were not done often. Right. So Minnie was given a toxicology uh, exam report. Mm-hmm. Report, yeah. Um, and it was quickly discovered that she was poisoned. Um, how they test for poison on a dead body back then, I don't know. But they... The well, t- I mean, I could see if you're poisoned, typically your organs and stuff are being deteriorated, right? Like, it's eating at them. I mean, true, but she had been dead for a little while. Yeah, right. I was like, it depends on the time frame. Okay, yeah. I guess that's true. But anyway, so they decided that, she, okay, they, she, she was poisoned. Um, so, <laughs> so Jane is in the hospital. What she doesn't know is that one of the other patients in that hospital is an undercover detective. Awesome. That was hired by... Minnie's father-in-law. Oh gosh, he was a patient. Wait, he was a patient at the hospital, or he was just at the hospital to to like look into her. It's unclear. From what I was reading, it seems like he was undercover as a patient just to like meet her. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know how policing worked back then. Right. Yeah. Also, yeah. But I do know that he questioned her, and once the toxicology report came back he arrested her where did she get all this morphine and atropine by the way well it seems like well you know obviously back then 
hospitals were not locking up their drugs. So she right. must have, when she was, first when she was um, studying, and then when she was working in Cambridge, it, she must have just like stolen a bunch of it. Like a bunch of it. And then she was fired. Well, I mean, she was getting, for the longest time though, she was getting away with petty theft. So clearly she was doing, she was able to steal that stuff with no issues. Right. So she was, yeah. I don't know, but she seemed to Like, have... she just stole a lot, and they were like, oh, well, this is missing. Okay. Yeah, they kicked her out of school and then fired her. But apparently she stole a lot, because she had enough to keep her going. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So she is, you know, 1901, she's arrested. She confesses to the police that she can name, name the names of 31 people that she's killed. Oh, wow. She can name the names of 31? Right. But she's like, the others, all the others, I don't, I like, I can't name. Wow. That's insane. So she, she, we know that she murdered 31 specific people. There are probably dozens more that she killed that we don't know of. That there's just no name. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. And this is when she told the police officer that she that her goal was to kill more people than any man or woman who has ever ever lived. So that was like her her goal. Um, so she goes to trial. Um, Nineteen oh two, the trial ends. She has confessed to everything. By the way, she she tells the story of getting into bed with her sister and watching her die and the joy that it gave her to watch the life like go out of her eyes. That's she crazy. Talks. Also not her actual sister, I'm gonna throw in there. Right, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Her stepsister, like kind of adopted stepsister. She was placed in their home. Right, yeah, exactly, good point. Um, but she, she tells them everything. Um, she tells them that she wanted to kill more people than anybody else. Goes to wow. trial, um, 1902. Uh, the trial ends, the verdict comes in, not guilty. What? I knew you were going to say that. How? (laughs) Not guilty by reason of insanity. Insanity. Oh my God. They're like, this woman, she is not all there. She's clearly insane. So instead of going to prison, she goes to a hospital. Wow. Right. Where where she had access to more morphine and more (laughs) atropine. (laughs) Right. So she so she is in a patient. She's a patient in a mental hospital, starting in 1902. Um, she's convinced, by the way, that she is going to. They're going to eventually decide that she's better, and they're going to release her. Okay. Uh, because the way it worked is, if you're found gu- guilty, not guilty by reason of insanity, back you can then, you can be like cured. You can. You be cured, or like you don't. If you if the hospital decides or the doctor decides that you're better, you don't go to jail. You just go home. You just go, you, yeah. You okay. Just, you just leave. So she's convinced that she's going to, and you know, she's like, I'm charming. I people like me. Um, she's like, I'm so, like a really good person. <laughs> right. Flash forward thirty years, she's still in the mental. Oh God, <laughs> she's like any day now. <laughs> She is like a bitter woman now. She thinks that the nurses are trying to poison her. She doesn't <laughs> anybody. What, why would anybody think that about a nurse? And she eventually in 1938, she decides that she's going to just like stop eating because she thinks that people are trying to poison her. Oh, wow. 
and she died that year. She just died of like starvation, dehydration, malnutrition. Well, she, I mean, she was 84 at this point, which was, you know, not young, especially in the 30s. Right. And so it's like at the end of her life, she decided that she was, she was ill, she was older, she thinks people are trying to kill me, so I'm just going to stop eating. Jesus. Wow. Right. And that is the story of Jolly Jane Toppin. And Jolly Jane, wow. That Little is old Jolly Jane. So the moral of this story is don't take water <laughs> from, from nurses. <laughs> <laughs> If a, nurse, if a nurse asks you if you want a glass of water, say no. Or just like anyone in general. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, love, we love our nurses. We love healthcare workers. If somebody asks you for money, or if you ask somebody that what? owes you money for money, and they offer you a glass of water instead, say no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. Let me flip that around. <laughs> That was a good one. That was very good. good I like that. Very detailed. I love it. I love this. I love her story. It's just completely wild. It is wild. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, was I, clearly, can't, yeah. I can't kill this person. Let me try to seduce them. <laughs> well, I'm not good at this, clearly. Would you like some water? <laughs> she, was, oh, she was, she was a lot. She was clearly obsessed with death. She had some sort, whether it was, like she said, a, like a sexual thing or whatever, she she loved to watch people die. Yeah. And that's um, crazy. And I wonder if, like, I wonder if her childhood had been different, if that would have been the same. Like, there was just, nothing in her home life that would suggest, like, that's how she turned. Like, there was no, like, abuse or anything like that. So I wonder well, if her mother hadn't died and she still stayed with her family, if she would have still went through, went down the same path, you know? It wasn't so much abuse, but, like like michael said it was like a cinderella story she was definitely mistreated though right so by the way i there were a couple of details throughout the story if i was going to tell this whole story it would have taken hours so i didn't say mention every little thing but yeah. there was a lot of things that, that happened in like in the meantime that i didn't mention like for instance when she went to go seduce oramel um she stayed with them for a week or, or with him for a week or so um she tried to seduce him it didn't work he she killed his housekeeper oh um who was old um and with water <laughs> tried to, probably then tried to impress him with like her housekeeping skills because he didn't have oh her. my god i'm not good at seducing so let me clean for you <laughs> i was like do you see how do you clean like this is? that <laughs> is that isn't that so clean and he's like get out <laughs> It's so crazy, but she, yeah. Oh, oh, and I so I wrote down a few, um, a few notes. Also, this this was something that she wrote in a letter after she was caught about when she killed Elizabeth on uh, Cape Cod. Okay. Do you remember? So she poisoned her and then like went up and like laid in bed and watched her die. Yeah. So she wrote, "quote I held her in my arms and watched with delight as she gasped her life out." Oh no. What a thick bitch. She was. What the actual fuck? Oh, yeah. Story of Jane Toppin. Story of Mm. Jane Toppin. Wow. Definitely a good one. Another fun thing. This is not fun, but at the end end of her life, when she was at the um, 
uh, the, the mental institute and didn't she used to scream out I did hear this is that what you're about to say um I don't know about screaming but oh, not screaming but like say it enough down the halls say what what oh man what was it it was something like um let's give oh god I can't remember it's yeah. like let's give the patients morphine yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. oh yeah 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 so that oh yeah so she would um uh, some of the attendants of the hospital yes remembered that she would would uh would call them into her room and like she's like old she's in her 80s at this point and she would just like call an attendant into her room and she says she, she said to them get some morphine dear and we'll go out into the ward and you and i can have a lot of fun seeing them all die yes oh. that's what it was oh. i do remember seeing that i do remember um bits and pieces of the Story that's of Jane Toppin, but that, um, or that does not sound Toppin. like a lot of fun to me. Just no, no, that's why she was in that place because <laughs> bitch be cray, <laughs> bitches be cray. Uh, it was crazy, and her trial, her trial didn't last for long because they had all the evidence. And she said during the trial, she said, Look, if I had been, a, or this is a quote actually, if I had been a married woman, I probably would not have killed all those people. What. She was like, I was just bored and needing a hobby, so <laughs> I just didn't have a man. So the next, the next sentence was, I would have had my husband and my children in my home to take to take up my mind. Oh my god, nut job. Yeah, and wow. also the jury deliberated for twenty-seven minutes before twenty-seven she... minutes. Yeah. and they just said, "Bitch, cray." That's it. I mean, I would have said it in two. Just saying, <laughs> I would have been like, "Bitch, cray," but she knew what she was doing <laughs> yeah but i mean she yeah, didn't anyway. it's not like she lived a great life anywhere it just I mean, she wasn't in jail didn't mean she wasn't she was getting doped up in an asylum because that's what I they did back then honestly i would have been like bitch cray she might be a witch let's do some ducking you know oh yeah <laughs> this, was, this was the 1890s or the 1900s not the 1700s i know but still which <laughs> we can bring it back <laughs> We can bring it back. We can bring it back. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, let's talk about that. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's like it's a crazy one. That was a good case. That was a good one. Good case. Good case. We'll, have to, yeah. we'll have to have you back another time sometime. We will. We will. I'll um. myself next time with a better one. No, that was a good one. No, that was a good one. That was definitely a good one. So yeah, it uh, we'll get we'll get pictures of Jane Toppin on our Instagram. So if you, you don't follow our Instagram, do it. It's out there. Serial Sisters underscore podcast. Like we send our send us a Gmail. Yeah, send us any requests for you, any new cases. If you have any, we have a couple um, kind of in line in our books to do uh, that we've gotten requests for. A couple good ones that we had already planned on doing too. So, but we um, love requests on the lookout we love requests if you like hearing michael and you want to hear more of them let us know um hit up our gmail let, uh, me, let, let, let me know which one of them you want me to replace oh my god <laughs> <laughs> jesus did we really just get, did we really just go there um, <laughs> i mean obviously it's not me no <laughs> fuck you <laughs> we've got a um, facebook group <laughs> we do we do have we have the we have anyway, the facebook. follow us on facebook <laughs> <laughs> oh 
All right. I think that's about it for this one. Yeah, that's that's it. So until next time. Would you like to join us in our bye? Do you like? Sure. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. 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 Bye. bye. bye.